The following audio is from Maranatha Chapel, located in San Diego, California. For more information about Maranatha Chapel, please visit www.maranathachapel.org. Awesome. So thanks for coming out on Thanksgiving Eve, guys. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I was being asked all day by different people around the church, so what are you teaching on tonight? And I have this tendency when I'm asked obvious questions to respond sarcastically. So I usually respond to it with something just completely off base. But uh, we're, of course, we're going to look at thankfulness. I've titled it Thankful by Design. And, uh, and you'll see why, because we're going to be looking at the design that God has for us in thankfulness, in gratitude, in our appreciation of him, of all that he's done in our lives, how there's tremendous design in that. And so I'm going to keep it brief, and we are going to then have another song, a time where we can split up in prayer and spend time using our own thoughts and and, and praying to God our own thankfulness over different things in our lives. And then, uh, of course, the thing that we are most thankful for is his grace poured out upon us. So we'll spend time in communion as we finish up the service tonight. So let's read our text in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 16, 17, and 18. It's three verses, but the first two are some of the shortest ones you'll find. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, that we would rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Let's open in prayer. God, we are tremendously blessed. We're blessed by your presence. We're blessed by your love. We're blessed by your goodness and grace poured out upon us. God, we we take this time to set aside and to think about all that you have done and how incredibly thankful we are. So we pray even now that you would stir that up within us, cultivate within us a a continual uh, personality of thankfulness, a continual mindset of thankfulness, Lord God. We want to be a people who are constantly walking in a place of thankfulness. So we pray that you bless this time. Fill us with your spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So the question that is often asked this time of year, uh, really on this day and maybe tomorrow, is what item on the Thanksgiving menu is your favorite? Okay, so I'll give you a second. Think, uh, think this one over. What item on the Thanksgiving menu is your favorite? Some of you, it'll be turkey. You know, it's not that often that we, you make a whole turkey. Some of you, it'll be, you know, the, the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. That's a popular one. You know, it might be the jello with the marshmallows in it if you're strange. Uh, <laughs> did you know that most of those dishes, so many of our Thanksgiving dishes were, this is just a complete tangent, were created by Campbell's and the Jell-O company when they wanted to sell more of their items. That's why all of these dishes, like cranberry sauce, it originally was just that gelatin cranberry sauce. They just made up these dishes and convinced us all to make them our Thanksgiving meal to sell more of their items. Okay, so 
what's your, that, that was a tangent. What, what's your favorite item? That's what you should be thinking. For me, my favorite item is the biscuits. And really what I should say is my, my favorite item is the bread. It's biscuits if we can have it. Some years it was crescent rolls. Oftentimes it's Hawaiian rolls because it's an afterthought, although that's never a bad thing. Hawaiian rolls are delicious. When we go for the leftovers, I just go straight to the Hawaiian rolls. But, but that's the item. When people say, what's your favorite dish? They say, I say, biscuits is my favorite dish. The bread is always my favorite. Actually, one time, this is another tangent, uh, our high school pastor, Drew, and I, we were talking to a nutritionist, and somehow, I don't know how they did it, they looked at the two of us, and they looked at Drew, and they said, you crave protein. You like protein, right? He's like, I do. And they looked at me, and they said, you like bread, don't you? You like car? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do like bread a lot. Um, and so that's my item. And you might say, well, Jared, that's not specific to Thanksgiving. And I would tell you that that's the whole point of my message tonight. And now let me explain what I mean. That was a really weird statement. Biscuits are not unique to Thanksgiving. And I want to compel us tonight in this thought that thankfulness is far from unique to Thanksgiving. This is the time of year where we take an extra moment to place a specific emphasis on thankfulness. And yet thankfulness is something that God calls us to have at the center of our being in all of our lives. And so I would tell you that thankfulness should be like my favorite Thanksgiving item. It should be something that is allowed and used and eaten all year long. Thankfulness is something that we take time, and it's good. It's good to take time to specifically, you know, set apart, uh, think through, dig deep into what we're thankful for. But as we look at Scripture, God calls us to be thankful always. In everything, give thanks. He says, for this is the will of Christ Jesus, that we would be a people who live continually with thanksgiving. And what I want to propose to you guys tonight and present to you is that God has designed us in this. He designed us to be thankful and to be blessed by having a mindset and an attitude of thankfulness. That, that it's actually within our makeup. It's, it's, it's within how we function, that we will thrive, we will, we will uh, propel ourselves with our thankfulness. There, there, it's biblical. There's now science to back it up, that, that if we are someone who, who are living in thankfulness, we're like a, a, a car, that when it, our gas that's being put in of thankfulness is like, is like high-octane gas. And in contrast, if we're someone who lives off of complaining or, or uh, griping, you're like someone who puts like Dr. Pepper in a gas tank, right? It's just not going to function. It's going to do the opposite. It's going to clog up and it's not going to run. God in his design for us has called us to be a people who have a mindset and an attitude. We have that gratitude, that, I, that mindset of thankfulness. And so I would say that really we're done, we have a, a disservice done for us in, if we single out Thanksgiving uh, as the day of thankfulness, because instead, like the biscuit, it should be something that is not just linked to this holiday, it's all the time. And we have a, a tendency to, 
to think of Thanksgiving even as like a filler because throughout scripture, it's just so constant that it almost becomes, it almost becomes like the, the ad words that we use, you know, that we almost, as we read uh, through the Bible, we think of it like, uh, like Paul had like to hit a certain word count. So he's going to throw and be thankful in there a few times because it's just everywhere in scripture. And so we think of it kind of like with a biscuit, we think of it just like filler. It's just a little bit to take up a little extra room in our stomachs, but, but but it's not meant to be filler. It's so constant, not because it's just there. It's not like putting dear ahead of your name in a letter. It's just kind of something that's always there. It's not just punctuation. Thankfulness is such a constant part of scripture because it's something that's meant to be such a constant part of our outlook. It reorients us to recognizing who we are and who he is and where we stand before him as people who have received grace and respond in just gratefulness and gratitude. So let's begin uh, by just even recognizing this in scripture. We're just going to spend a moment reading some different texts that just lay out before us this continual mindset of thanksgiving. The first one I think is interesting. There's, there's actually like three or four examples of this in the Bible uh, with Thanksgiving verses. But there's one verse that's in the Bible verbatim, word for word, four times, five times. Uh, so it says in 1 Chronicles 16.34, it says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So that's 1 Chronicles 16.34, but that's also Psalm 106.1. It's also Psalm 107.1. It's also Psalm 118.1. It's also Psalm 136.1. It's not filler. When God repeats things, it's not because he just can't think of something else to say. It's because it's that important. It's that paramount. It's meant to be the thing that we begin with. Those were, you recognize as I read all of those different Psalms, that was all the first verse that all of our praise and all of our glorifying of God begins with give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Now let's read a longer section. In Psalm 136, 1, he just goes through a list. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who has placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule the day, his faithful love endures forever. And the moon and the stars to rule the night, his love endures forever. There's no end to the things that we can be thankful for and that we would be correct in thanking him for. Let's read another one. Colossians 2, 6 through 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. And so then when we walk in him, he says that we should be rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. So we should have a foundation in our faith in Christ. As you have been taught, then he says, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Our abounding, our, our flourishing should come forth 
from our thanksgiving. Our thanksgiving is what places us in the right frame of mind to abound from. Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So I could spend the whole night just reading verses on Thanksgiving, but I chose just a few. Because the thing that is constant, as constant as anything in scripture, is that God has called us to thankfulness. And so what I, I want to communicate also tonight is that he has designed us to walk in thankfulness. And you could argue that, you could argue that he, he knew our design, he knew how we were post-fall, and therefore he calls us to thankfulness. Or you could also kind of argue it's kind of the chicken and the egg, that, that the thankfulness was just built into us, that we needed it to continue working. But either way, within us, psychologically, our mindsets, the way that we function, he knows that we need to be thankful. God has all sorts of things in our humanity that he knows we need, and therefore he calls us to them. Throughout scripture, he calls us to fellowship because he knows that we need fellowship. We need people around us to walk with us so that we can uh, not falls from side to side. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, hold fast. It says, don't waver. Stir up one another for good works because he knows that we need people around us. And so he, he recognizes who we are, how we function, our propensity to wander. And so he says, be in fellowship. And in the same way, he recognizes our, our propensity to lose sight of him to lose sight of all that he has done for us, to start to focus on self, to start to focus on dependence upon ourself. And therefore, because of that, he wants us to constantly reorient ourselves to thankfulness. It's interesting because often what he's calling us to is to thank him, right? And I do this with my kids. I teach them all sorts of things that kind of cause them to do something I don't know how to say this, to, to speak towards me in a certain way. I, I remind them to thank me. I remind them to call me sir. I remind them to tell me that they love me, right? I remind them of these things and it's kind of self-serving because the thing I'm telling them to do is to give me respect, to show me appreciation and to show me love, right? And so it would sound like I'm just saying, do this for me. But the truth is when I do it for this with my kids, I'm telling them to do that for them. It's not that I'm sitting here needy, you know, maybe sometimes I'm needy, but most of the time it's not that I'm sitting over here needy of their appreciation and affection, but because I know what's best for them is to learn to have that mindset and that attitude of thanking us for things, of thanking their grandparents for things, of thanking their, their friends and other people for to, to be thankful and to show that appreciation is right for them. And to show that, that respect and say, sir, is right. It's not that I need that, but that it's correct for them to, to operate in that way. And so with our thankfulness, the thankfulness that God calls us to, it's because he knows what is best for us is to reorient our, our way of looking at the world and at our obstacles and at everything and at him as being thankful. That, that it's not his need for our, our, our appreciation, but it's his blessing for us to walk 
in thankfulness. And so the maker of the universe calls us to thankfulness because he knows our greatest blessing, our greatest flourishing comes from when we live with hearts and minds of gratitude. And so what thankfulness does for us is, it, is like I said, it, it reminds us of, of our dependence on him, not on ourselves, which is a good thing. It's something we need. We need to, to be reminded that we aren't in charge of these problems, that we aren't the ones responsible for fixing everything. Because when we thank him, we're reminded, oh, right, you've done everything. You are the author and finisher. You're the beginner and, and you're the completer. And it's your responsibility to water and to cause things to grow and to cause things to happen. And so, and so I play a part that you have called me into. But when I thank you, I'm reminded that my dependence is not on me, but it's on you. And when I'm thankful, it reminds me that I have to kind of get rid of this, this kind of dependence that the enemy has led me towards of looking at myself. Because I look at myself and my needs and what I want. And, and all of us have this just constant uh, proclivity to shifting to self. And when we, when we walk in thankfulness, it, it, it just... It, it, like I've said multiple times, it reorients us. It, it fixes our rudder from being faced inward or in the wrong direction and causes us to be of the right mindset of his glory and of his goodness and of, of him over us and of others over us. And then it brings our focus just continually onto God because all of our thankfulness, we can be thankful for so many different things, but all of our thankfulness is ultimately to him. We can be thankful to our parents. I'm so thankful to my parents, but ultimately I'm thankful to God for my parents, right? And I can be thankful for, for the opportunity to be a part of this body and, and, and that he's placed it here and for different people within the body, but ultimately I'm thankful for him. And so all of this thankfulness, ultimately it, it, what it does is it puts our focus right where it ought to be. And I love God's just design in this because I'm so quick to see his design in other areas, but not realize that these things that he calls us to, this communion we're going to do later, these things that he calls us to are because he knows we need them and that it's for our blessing. There's a really fascinating thing I just want to take a second to look at. There's, there's a scientist named Dr. Robert Emmons. He's out of UC Davis. And he has spent his career as a psychologist studying gratitude. He's written like five or six books on it. And he has all of these fascinating studies. And I just, I love when science, secular science confirms what we already know from the word. In his studies, he actually spend, spent large percentages of his time studying ancient Hebrew texts. And by that, he means the Old Testament and studying the New Testament and looking at it, because that's where we have the foundations of, of humanity being called to gratitude and thankfulness. And so, so much of his studies actually look at those things. I, I don't know. I tried to dig around to find out if he's a believer, because he even he, he uses the word blessings consistently, but I couldn't find confirmation. But it just, because it's so much of the heart of the mindset of thankfulness is biblical. He uses biblical terms and he, it sounds like he's a, he's a believer and I can't tell. I couldn't confirm it. But here's the study. So he did this study. Uh, it was his really foundational study of his career. He's done a lot of different ones, but the foundational study of his career was in 2003. He took three groups of college students. One group was the control group and then one group was the thankfulness group and one group was the complaining group. 
And what he did was he took them for about two or three months and every week he would get together with them. They had a daily uh, list of things they needed to do. There's about six items. And then at the end of each week, he would get together with them and, and kind of ask them questions to determine their well-being, their health. It's it just a huge long list of questions. And so with, with each group, they would do these six items and they didn't know what the test was on. They had no idea what they were actually being tested on. And they didn't know what the other groups were doing. So the first group just had a list of six things to do. Kind of, it took them about 30 minutes. They would, they would, they would answer different questions. They would do different things, but it was the same thing every single day. The second group would do the same exact list as the first group, but they had the added element that they were supposed to write down five things they were thankful for. The third group did the same exact six things, but had the added element of writing five things that had bothered them or upset them that day. And what, what happened was week after week, as he would bring these people in and one by one sit down and talk with them and ask them how they're doing, check them for their well-being, they found that there was just a dramatic benefit to the people who had had that one extra element of gratitude. That one extra element of, of saying what they were thankful for. I mean, there were some crazy outcomes. Uh, they, they looked at the people who complained compared to the people who had thankfulness, and they saw that they exercised on average 45 minutes less per week than the people who were grateful. Uh, let me give you a few more. They saw that the people who uh, walked in thankfulness throughout this whole thing, that they had fewer headaches and stomach problems that they had 23% lower levels of stress hormones, that they reduced their daily calorie intake by as much as 25%, some of them, uh, that they, because when they were thankful, they just didn't need that, that extra Pop-Tart. In the evening, I always say Pop-Tarts when I reference the evening eating that I shouldn't do. Uh, they saw that people uh, who were suffering from chronic pain or sleep problems showed 10% less uh, issues with, the, with, with sleep problems or, or pain. Uh, their depression levels went down by 19%. And so what, we, what they saw in this was they just saw a, a dramatic blessing. And that's the word he used was blessing that came from walking in thankfulness. And all this is, is just, just modern scientists confirming what God has called us to for thousands of years. It shouldn't surprise us that, that there is very tangible, real, uh, physical and mental and health benefits that come from something that God calls us to. And yet it kind of is surprising because we just think of it as, you know, you know, like our parents, they tell us to do different things growing up and we're just like, oh, that's just what my parents want me to do. It's just kind of their thing. Like, you know, because they do tell us to do arbitrary things. Like my mom made me wear turtlenecks like almost every holiday. And I just remember we live in San Diego, get me out of this turtleneck. And that was arbitrary. But then there were things that they called that she made me do that were good. You know, like the things I was talking about with my kids saying, sir and ma'am and thank you and all those things. And those were good. But we, we look at the things that God calls us to and we think sometimes they're arbitrary. Like, oh, be thankful. Like, that's nice. But no, his thankfulness that he calls us true to is by design. He knows that we need it. It's for our blessing and our flourishing that he would call us to thankfulness. Uh, Evans, the, this doctor who did the study, concluded by saying that he can't keep track of all of the findings anymore, that there's too many findings, too many positive outcomes to keep track of when it comes to the results of gratitude in our lives. And so 
Thanksgiving is meant to establish our focus on Jesus because that's the, that's the preeminent thing we should do as believers is focus on Jesus. Psalm 7, 17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. We need to focus to be continually putting our eyes upon him taken off of ourselves, off of our palms, off of what we want. We need to look at this contrast that, that we have with complaining, where complaining empowers us to, to look at the lesser things and to undermine our faith. It causes you to take your eyes off of God and to put your eyes on the obstacles. Complaining is something that, that draws our minds and our hearts away from God. He calls us to gratitude. Thankfulness is to put our eyes and our focus on his love, on his purposes, on his call. And so this time of year, we want to take our thankfulness and we want to make it something that's, if I can end with a little bit of silliness again, like those biscuits. We don't want thankfulness that's singled out one time of year in a meal. We want thankfulness that is a lifestyle because that's what he, it was constant. He doesn't just say one time of year or it's not like, you know, it's something that's constantly a part of our life for our blessing. That we would be blessed by daily writing down things that we are thankful for, by daily looking to him and reorienting our attitude, our lives, our worldview based off of all that he has done for us. And so tonight we do that intentionally, purposefully. We take time to reorient and there is great blessing that comes as we do that. It's his love for us calling us into this. So let's spend a little more time in worship. We'll break up into groups in a minute and pray. And let's, let's just make a list. Think upon thing upon thing that God has blessed you with that you have to be thankful for. Surely there are things that we can be discouraged by, but he calls us to focus on his blessings, on his love for us. Let's pray. God, you are so good. You are so good to us. Even in our worship of you for your greatness, for your glory, which you abundantly deserve, your intention is to bless us. Lord God, we love you because you first loved us. And we see, Lord God, that you designed us to love you. You designed us to appreciate, Lord God, all that you have done for us. So God, we step into that design with our praise. We step into that design with our worship. God, of course, this is what we were designed for. This is what we will spend eternity doing, praising you with all of our thanksgiving, with all of our gratitude, with all of our power within us. Lord God, we want to praise your name. So be glorified tonight. We praise you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Maranatha Chapel. If you haven't already, please subscribe for weekly messages. Feel free to share this podcast and join us for our midweek revive service held Wednesday evenings. Visit our website at www.maranathachapel.org for more information.